Welcome to Porn and Coffee, the weekly adult industry podcast, bringing you the latest from the greatest in the adult entertainment industry. Naked and caffeinated and ready to go. Here are your hosts, Jay Copita and Thomas Gab Helen. Hey everybody, welcome to episode number four of Port and Coffee. I'm your host Thomas Govlin from Plug Rush and with me from whynot.com is my co-host sitting in Austin. Hey Jay, how are you? I am doing great today, Thomas. It's a pleasure to be back. Uh, we have got a fantastic guest lined up for today, someone who's been a mover and shaker in the industry for a number of years. Sadly, she's going to be leaving the Free Speech Coalition later this month. And of course, I speak of Diane Duke. Uh, we're going to ask her some hard-hitting questions today. Uh, we're going to throw a few softballs as well as a few curveballs. And, uh, you know, I think we'll also kind of, without going into great detail, find out what her thoughts of the state of the industry are and where she is going. Uh, so, yeah, I'm really looking forward to this. Yeah, we are moving on a side of the industry now that are really taking care of and protecting and speaking on behalf of the talents. Uh, so this is a really interesting organization that has done a really good job. And of course, Diane, our guest today, has had a lot to do with that over the years. Um, we are really sad that she's leaving in December, in the end of this month. So getting ready to get her on. But before that, I see you have some freezing hands and I, my cup is empty. So let's refill and uh, get back right after this. You're listening to Porn and Coffee. While our hosts refill, here are a few words from our sponsors. PlugRush.com, a self-serve traffic network where you can buy, sell, and trade traffic. PlugRush.com, moving traffic forward. Okay, we are back. Thank you for joining us today at Porn and Coffee. We have the lovely Diane Duke of the Free Speech Coalition as our guest today. Diane, how are you doing? I'm great. Thanks, Jay. Well, uh, to give everyone an opportunity to know a little bit more about you, can you just give us your background uh, of what you do? I believe you're the executive director of the Free Speech Coalition. And uh, tell us what your role has been primarily there and how long you've been there as well, if you could. Okay. Um, yes, I'm the CEO of the Free Speech Coalition, and I have been here nine years. And the wow. Free Speech Coalition is the trade association for the adult entertainment industry. And we do everything from business benefits to litigation for the industry to lobbying. And um, we're basically also, we, want, we have the industry's back, and we're the voice of the industry as well, in many cases. Excellent. Thank you. Now, one thing we should also note is that you are going to be leaving the Free Speech Coalition at the end of this month. Is that correct? That's correct. I have, uh, now, I've been here three times longer than any of my predecessors. It's a great yeah. job, but it's, it's, a, it's a very um, challenging job. So I'm, I, while I love it and it's bittersweet, I'm, gonna, I'm moving forward to something a little bit slower pace. And you will be remaining in the industry in uh, uh, some facet or another, correct? No, actually, I'm not. But I will be um, available if if they need my help with anything in the transition. Okay. So before we go more into what you have done in the FSC, um, can you tell us a little bit on how you ended up in this industry at all? Like, how how did you get in? How did you start? <laughs> I was actually I've been working as in nonprofit administration for many many years, and uh, before I came to the Free Speech Coalition, I was with Planned Parenthood. And I was a senior vice president of Planned Parenthood in uh, of a Planned Parenthood in Oregon, 
And I had been in Oregon for 20 years and was really tired of the rain. So, and my, both of my children had just graduated from college. And so I was ready to uh, make a move and wanted someplace with sunshine. And this job description came across my desk and I thought, huh, I had in my undergraduate work done uh, in a feminist theory class, done a paper on lesbian pornography. And so I was open to the industry, but I wasn't really had no idea what was in store for me. But uh, I, so I applied kind of tongue in cheek about, ah, eh. but then I had an interview, a uh, telephone interview with the board of directors. I got a call from Jeffrey Douglas, our board chair who, and asking me to, to um, call in and do a telephone interview. And I, you know, I wasn't, honestly, wasn't taking it that seriously, but after that conversation and my passion for First Amendment rights, um, it really did kind of hit home for me. It was a time when Bush was in office, the Patriot Act was just being um, brought into public, the public life, and I was appalled by what was happening to our personal freedoms. So it really felt like the right time for me to make that change. And the rest is history. I have loved my time at the Free Speech Coalition. It's been the most incredible experience one could um, ever expect. I've, I've traveled the world, advocated for this industry, and um, met people like you guys. And it's been incredible. Some of the best people I know are in this industry. Well, thank you. You know, I think a lot of people would say the same about you as well. Yep, thanks. Uh, you know, you've definitely found yourself uh, uh, at a few flashpoints here and there, and you're certainly no stranger to controversy and having to deal with detractors, uh, you know, which, you know, it's a tough position to deal with. I mean, you know, considering that you were also with Planned Parenthood, you know, there's definitely a lot of haters in that area as well. Well, let me ask you this. What would you say were some of your bigger challenges, uh, whether it be certain organizations that were giving you some friction or certain issues that you had to deal with? Uh, you know, what were some of your biggest challenges during your time at the FSC? I think, you know, you know, when you talk about organizations, we're looking at AIDS Healthcare Foundation um, has been a, a definite adversary, and it's been a huge adversary. They have a budget at close to a billion, B, billion dollars a year. And working with a, a budget of free speech coalitions, just a little over half a million. So it's definitely a David and Goliath experience for us. We have a small staff. But we have a lot of, um, we have an incredible board of directors. And so we've just worked nonstop, day by day, year by year, month by month, to really tell the truth about the industry. And as a result of that, we've been able to bring in all the other AIDS organizations in California have been, have stood with us, not only gone neutral, but stood with us on this issue that AIDS healthcare keeps bringing up and is fighting. I mean, they are, and they're, you know, they're, CEO is ruthless. He's filed charges against me personally around the Measure B. I was treasurer of Measure B. And, uh, you know, we just, and, and they were instrumental in taking down AIM, the Adult Industry Medical Association. Um, and they do that by just, they have a whole team of lawyers and they just keep filing complaints and, and lawsuits. And whether you're guilty or not, it doesn't matter. You just have to hire an attorney and the cost itself is just is prohibitive. So it's really difficult to fight this monster, but um, we've been very effective. And I know that after I leave the industry, we'll continue the, the battle that has, uh, that we've picked up and have gone with over the last 10 years. You know, I just got to interject here. The thing that just, it just makes us so ridiculous. 
I mean, if you look at it just from a pure statistical standpoint, you look at every different subset, you look at every demographic of who could, you know, get HIV. And then you look at the porn industry as one of those subsets. I mean, my chances of contract, contacting HIV in the adult entertainment industry are so minimal when you consider how many sex acts are going on, how many people are doing it compared to going to a freaking bar and having random sex in the bathroom, you know? I mean, it's just not that I do that anymore, but I mean, honestly. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, you know honestly, the bathroom wall that I just was in, your name was yeah. all over it. Oh, really? <laughs> but I think your point, is, your point is very well taken, uh, Jay, yeah. and it's, you know, the measure be alone. So let's just even look at LA County, just one county in California. Yeah. So in LA County alone, there are five new cases daily of HIV. And the last, over the last decade, there has not been one transmission on set in the adult entertainment industry. And so that is a lot to say. I mean, so, and we're talking nationwide. We're not just talking California. We're not just talking LA County. We're talking nationwide. So when you're looking at those numbers, it's ridiculous. And the thing that, you know, from somebody who's worked in the nonprofit industry for many, many years, the thing that is truly tragic about this is the millions and millions of dollars that Mike Weinstein is paying to wage this war against the industry that should be and could be going to patient care, education, prevention. And you know, it's it's tragic on a on a social level. It's bothersome at the very least on on to our industry. And we're having to put a lot of resources where I would like to put elsewhere to that battle as well. Boy, talk about misplaced priorities on their part. Yeah. Unbelievable. First of all, I've always been able to really be myself around you, Diane. I mean you know, everybody obviously commands a level of respect and decorum. And, you know, at the same time, you've always been, you know, someone that I think a lot of people really look up to. And they're like, oh, it's Diane, you know, let's let's be professional kind of thing. But, you know, I can always be my typical jackass around you and know that uh, we're still going to be friends and great through it all. Yet, you know, you've always managed to maintain, you know, this level. You go to shows, you're out there mixing it up with other people. You know, how have you been able to really keep it together, so to speak, just because there's just so many things that can really pull you out of this mode, if I'm making any sense whatsoever, you know? Well, I mean, there are, you know, there are a couple of, of rules that I kind of go by in my life. Um, first of all, you have to have a sense of humor. If you're going to work in this industry, you have to have a sense of humor. And, you know, you have to really laugh at yourself and laugh at, at the industry because there's a lot of really funny things that go on here. I mean, they're really yes. awesome. You have to just kind of roll your eyes and laugh. But, um, but you know, I think for me, it's been, um, it's just been to treat everybody with respect. And I have a genuine, I'm not ashamed. I mean, there's no shame in working for this industry. And so I've always felt really proud to be able to represent the industry. I also know in order to do that, that I need to kind of stay above board. You're, you're a woman coming into an industry of gorgeous, I mean, just gorgeous women. So, you know, for me, you know, those are not the assets that I bring to the table. The, the assets that I can bring to the table is, you know, is going to be my ability to talk to people, my ability to bring people together, my ability to um, speak on a professional level. So I do, I am, you know, I do use those skills. And, um, but I also have a sense of humor and that's why you and I get along so well, because you'll say the most off color thing and I will <laughs> Come right at you and love it and love it because you know folks know 
they know that I'm going to be professional all the way forever. But I also, you know, I also have a good sense of humor. And so um, well, I have, you know, I, I have to laugh at myself and I laugh at, I laugh at you often, Jay. <laughs> Thank you. Laughing at me and with me is always a good thing. I mean, let's be honest, Diane, you know, you're definitely very easy on the eyes as well. So it helps, you know, Aww. I mean, yes, there's a, Yes, we're an industry of gorgeous women, but you know what? When you take the full package into it, brains, beauty, power, all that stuff, I mean, you're at the top of the list. So let's I not lose sight of that, though. Um, is there an opportunity that you think you'll ever run for any kind of major public office, Diane? No, never, ever, 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 never. Really? Can I just say that again? No. No, one of the things that's been when you asked about the challenges, one of the things that's been challenging about this job for me is um, my lack, I, I lost a lot of privacy. When you represent an industry, people look into you, they look, you know, and every, I am under a microscope all the time. And um, I, you know, it, to the fact that, you know, some of the, some of the detractors from this industry looked at my kids and, um, you know, put, information about my kids on the internet and, you know, look who's Diane's kids. And, and it's, you know, well, well, they were fine with it. It, you know, and they're grown men now, but, um, I, it wasn't okay for me. You know, that bothered me. Um, mm -hmm. because I, you know, and so I don't have a Facebook page that I put my personal stuff on. I, you will not, you know, you're never going to see me say, Oh, look at my Christmas pictures. Cause I know that the, there's a good chance that they'll end up in somebody's smarmy blog. And um, I, I don't, you know, I don't want to do that to my family. You can come after me any, any way you want. I don't care. I mean, my, I have thick skin. Whatever you say about me, knock, knock yourself out. When you go after my family, that, that, that was, you know, that was hard for me. Um, so yeah. I, 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 the loss of privacy is something that um, was really difficult for me. And so I'm looking forward to getting my private life back and um, just not having people, you know, look for things for me. I mean, I, I am very professional. There's not a whole lot that they could find. I'm really kind of boring, but, um, but if, um, you know, but now I can kind of just go back to being a regular person. So there's no doubt at all then that there is some big shoes to fill for the next CEO of the FSC. Um, do you know, or what, what do you guys see as the biggest challenges? Like, both in 2016 for the organization, but also like in, in the future at all? I think, you know, funding is always a challenge for any organization. So we're going to, you know, that we'll put that one out there and um, continued funding is going to be, it, it has been a challenge and always will be. Um, I think for the industry itself, looking at, um, you know, getting past the, this year, we're going to have a couple things that will come up. Um, we're going to be, there's a ballot initiative, statewide ballot initiative in California. Um, they're calling it mandatory condoms, but there's so much more to it that's just, absolutely oppressive to the industry. Really, you would have to wrap yourself in plastic in order to comply. Um, and it appoints Mike Weinstein, the head of AHF, as the porn czar for the state of California, where um, he can he can prosecute if he doesn't believe that the attorney general is doing so um, in, a, in a manner that he believes is appropriate. It also allows every California citizen, anybody who's a California citizen, to sue anybody who makes money on a production who, um, if they don't see a condom in that. So, you know, if you produce a, a, a video in California and I'm watching the video and I don't see any, I don't see a condom, I can sue you. I can sue anybody who, 
um, has financial gain from that from that and so that it's just going to turn not only the industry but actually business in California on its on its just turn it all over it's just a mess and so I think um, it's the most outrageous ballot initiative but again it's Mike Weinstein AHF a billion dollars with Measure B they they were the only people writing a check to support Measure B. They, there wasn't even a $5 contribution from anybody else. They will be the only ones contributing to the statewide ballot initiative. But with the billion dollar budget, they can do that with one check. We have to fundraise just the old fashioned way and do grassroots organizing and get down and dirty. But um, we also have been active in, in creating coalitions and, and developing partners. So I don't think we're gonna be standing alone in this. And I'm, I'm looking forward to um, seeing how this turns out because I think our industry really has a lot of has made a lot of friends in this situation. Let Good. me ask you this then because the talent and you as an organization is like all the way on one end and then you have a bunch of stuff in the middle traffic product stuff like that and then you have the consumer in the end there. Do you think that the people in the middle here also should pay in like to the organization to help in the end of the product? So here's the deal anyone who gets financial gain. Right. So those people in the middle are also included in this ballot initiative. So mm. there's going to be a lot of education that will be required on this. And that's the problem, though, because it takes a lot of money to educate people. Mm. You have to reach a lot of people. There's a lot of ways to do that. So, yeah, we're going to be, you know, FSC and the and folks on, on working on this ballot initiative are going to be reaching out to everybody mm. for help and contribution. This. Yeah. Because without the talent, there is no product. Without the product, who cares about traffic, right? The thing that's ironic here is the talent can be. Yeah, that. Yeah. And it's you know it's that's you know that's outrageous. It's supposed to be protecting performers, but it opens them up to all kinds of lawsuits. It, you know, this kind of thing that forces an industry underground, definitely out of state. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the amount of revenue that's being lost as a result of this, you know, in the state of California. I mean, how what kind of what kind of numbers are we seeing leaving to go to? Nevada, Arizona. Well, it's interesting too because we have been very effective in, in talking about that. So when this ballot initiative was proposed to the, the Secretary of State, when they have to kind of look at it in the Attorney General's office, they um, they were able to um, put a price tag on this, and they very seldom do that with laws. And the price tag was about um, industry leaving, and they they said you know tens of millions of dollars a year. It'll actually be more than that. But um, but actually putting that price tag on is going to help us at the ballot box. How about we uh, kind of touch on a new subject here and see if we can uh, bring up something from Diane's past. You're going back to the flirting, <laughs> are you, Jay? Oh, Jay, Jay, Jay. Can we can we can we talk about this just for a second? Um, you were you were a professional cheerleader for a short period of time. Am I, I was am I not a professional cheerleader. No, Connor, this is on you. What happens in in board retreats? Stay at board retreats. <laughs> Oh, he did you have, not. You have a glass of wine over dinner. You tell more than you should. Okay, so what we had, we did a, we did a game that was two truths and a lie. And I used to be it was I wasn't a professional cheerleader, but I was a professional aerobics instructor. Awesome. And when I was in Dallas, and I was I lived in Dallas for a little while when I was just really really young, and I was in my early twenties. I was in Dallas, and I was working at a health club, and I was a professional. Uh, aerobics instructor, fitness trainer, and um, my co-aerobics instructor talked me into trying out for the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders. That's and so we created the whole package. We got the photos. We got everything, everything together um, to try out 
sent, was sending it in and I found out I was pregnant with my first son. Pregnant cheerleaders are just not there. <laughs> Thank God it saved me from myself. Uh, <laughs> so I never I was a professional cheerleader. There was a threat of that at one point, but, uh, but yeah, that was, we call that woman Buffy. That was my past <laughs> life. Well, you know what? I'm going to believe what I want to believe, and I'm still going to picture you as a cheerleader for the Dallas Cowboys sometime in the 1980s. I did have serious big hair. That was it. Yeah, yeah those that, pictures. Somewhere, they're somewhere, I'm hoping, buried deeply. I don't think I've ever seen a picture of you that goes beyond 10 years. Jay, yeah. it's, time for, uh, it's time for your favorite question, man. Oh, my final question to take us out of this show. Diane, who is your industry crush? Oh, Jay, it's you. You said you. Oh, <laughs> You knew that, right? You had to know that. <laughs> yeah, I kind of had it. Kind of had an idea. Kind of a cop-out answer, but at the same time, you know what? I'll accept that. Well, you know, I think I think that's about all we have time for today. Um, you know, I want to say thank you so, thank so, you. so much for being on our show today, Diane. Always fantastic talking with you, and uh, you know, thank you for putting up with uh, with our antics. You know, especially mine. Um, but uh, you know, it wouldn't be you if you didn't put up with us. So. Uh, thanks again. And, uh, you know, I think that will wrap up this episode. Yeah. Thank you so much, Diane. And uh, good luck with your um, new jobs and uh, new opportunities. Have a wonderful day. Great. You too. Thanks so much, guys. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Porn and Coffee. Be sure to check out what's brewing with us every week. Established in 1996, the Why Not Forums are the longest running business forums in the adult entertainment industry. Head over to whynot.com forums and hang out with other adult industry professionals where you can share news, talk shop, and get support, all in a professional and constructive manner.